0: Welcome to the Lift Yourself podcast. I'm your host, Laura, and this podcast has been created to provide you with inspirational and uplifting content to help you level up in life. Join me while I interview amazing guests from around the world who share their highs, lows, successes, failures, tips, and advice to help you along your own journey. I am also sharing my own transformation process with you while I am on the road to becoming my ultimate best self. In this podcast, you can expect all things mindset, health, fitness, spirituality and personal development. I'm so happy that you're joining me today. So let's get started. Hello, welcome back to Lift Yourself Podcast. I am so grateful that you are joining me today, particularly if you are a returning listener. Thank you so much for coming back to me and sticking with the episodes. I post episodes every week, usually on a Sunday, sometimes twice a week when I post on a Wednesday as well. But you can always guarantee that you will get weekly content from me. So if you do want to hear more, then subscribe to the podcast, and you can keep up to date with all my regular new uploads. This week, I was joined by Pippa, who is an ego coach, and I was really intrigued to get Pippa on the podcast because, obviously, I know what an ego is through my personal growth and spiritual journey, and. I'm aware of the fact that we all have an ego and there is like a bad reputation and a good reputation when it comes to living with the ego but I wanted to talk to Pippa specifically around her role, her business and how she works with her clients in regards to having an acceptance for the ego and allowing this work to let them flourish in their life and grow as as people and expand their spiritual awareness so it is a really interesting spiritual episode because we also spoke about Pippa's spiritual journey how that began and what that looked like for her and then as we go into the episode Pippa shares how she went through a quantum shift last year in lockdown and she explains what that is And how that has changed her life, her mindset and her perspective. We also spoke about energy work. We spoke about values. Pippa discusses who her spiritual mentors are and where she got these resources from. So she shares some tips and advice that maybe you would potentially like to look into to improve and expand your awareness we spoke about meditation connecting with the intuition attracting your ideal partner and many other things so it is a real deep dive into spirituality and Pippa had so much knowledge and advice it was lovely for me to chat with her and I have been following Pippa for a little while on Instagram She is known as Mother Earth Healer Pippa, so a lot of her work and her channels come from mother earth and in this podcast she also shares how she discovered that gift and how she was able to utilize it further for her business expansion we spoke about so many other things I've, to be honest i've lost track because it was just like a real deep delve into spirituality spiritual practices so if you are interested in this type of stuff then this episode will definitely be for you i hope that you enjoy it and if you do i would be so grateful if you would like to give this podcast a review on the Apple podcast app then that would mean a lot to me because it will help with the growth and the awareness of this podcast and yet yeah, so what I'm going to do is just introduce the lovely Pippa to you all and I will catch up with you all soon. Welcome to the podcast Pippa how are you? Hi Laura I'm really well how are you? Uh, I'm good too I've been looking forward to this conversation with you. Me too. So what would be great as a start and point forward as Pippa is for you to give us an introduction as to who you are and what it is that you do please.
1: Well I'll try and keep it as short as possible because there's so much that I am here to do on this planet but in a nutshell my Instagram name is Mother Earth Healer now people ask me how that links into what I do and what I do is I'm an ego coach and healer so the ego coach part we'll speak about a little bit first is the ego people really don't understand what it actually means and what it's here to do and I think people realize you know don't realize the ego's there to protect us so me being an ego coach I stepped into that role because I want people to understand the role of the ego and to befriend the ego and the healing side of what I do is I'm a Reiki master. I do different pa- different healings. I do channeled healings. I do Reiki healings, whatever I need to do really. And I really have, I've always wanted to help people in so many ways. And I think Reiki just fell in, you know, fell into my life as everything just falls into your life in in the right moment. So that's in a nutshell what I do for clients is I help them with their ego, and I help them heal. Now the healing aspect. Mixed in with the ego is helping people to connect back to the Tao. Now we will talk about this in a little bit because I know you want to learn a little bit more about the Tao. But connecting people back to the Tao is something that my ego was telling me: you can't be a Taoist. Who are you to be a Taoist? You can't teach people the Tao. You're not. You're not Latsu. You know. And eventually, I started working on my ego about two years ago, and since then, I've really stepped into being a practicing Taoist because it's not a religion it's a philosophy so yeah in a nutshell I help
0: people with their ego I help people heal and I help them connect back to the Tao. So where did your spiritual practice begin like your spiritual journey was it two years ago it was before then? I would say before then because when I was around I think
1: it was about 18 months old in my old my old house an old bedroom I had an experience where an orb came into my room. Now I remember that because I remember uh, describing my mum and dad's well, mum and dad's house and my, my room. And I was an 18-month-old, you can't really remember much then, can you? So, you know, it, I was I could pick out teddies that I had on the shelf. I was on like a bunk bed, like a, like a bunk bed, but it was like a higher a higher bed. So I remember seeing things in the room, and I thought, well, I'll I'll get clarification because it came to me in, in a meditation a few, few years ago. And I think from that moment is where I was connected. You know, I had a gift as we all have. And this orb, I would say it's followed me around all my life. You know, I always catch orbs on pictures and, you know, sometimes I get flashes of light or things like that. So from being a really young age, I think we all start our spiritual journey as as babies anyway. But I would say around five, six years ago, someone gave me The Secret to Watch. And then I, I watched The Secret. And then I was like, oh, OK, so my thoughts can really help me to manifest things that I truly want. And then that kind of just opened the doorway to exploring more things around spirituality, around manifestation, around mindset, you know, and then it just kind of fast forwarded six years. And then last year was when I had my quantum shift that just completely shifted my whole life that was like a big pivotal moment for me in my journey
0: right okay there's there's so much there I want to unpick that you've just yeah. shared with us first of all as a child I have heard before that children are more connected to the spiritual realms and I, I don't know whether I want to say like spiritually open but more spiritually aware and I know certainly speaking for me as a child I used to have a lot of night terrors when I was younger um and I know that that's very common too so w- was that something that you were reflecting back on when you were a child or at the time it happened? And were you thinking this is a bit strange? Like, what is this? And were you asking those questions?
1: Well, it's kind of interesting because one of the things that one of my values is to be authentic, you know, and to be raw and vulnerable. And I don't mind speaking about this because um, it'll be in my book one day that, you know, really personal story of mine. But when I was younger, I had a lot of bowel issues. So I spent a lot of time in Zachary hospital because I was born in Liverpool. And I remember, like I remember, I remember the hospitals. I remember the nurses. I remember the games they had in hospitals. And I I used to think to myself, you know, why, why was I, why did I have that issue? Because obviously, as we go through the ego, we do trauma work as well, you know, which I do touch on. So one of my traumas was was bowel issues. So I started to explore that, and that's when kind of you know that going going back into your you know your subconscious and your memories, the orb was kind of like the first thing I can kind of bring up for me. But the bowel issues were kind of made me, it just kind of it's like I planted a seed and I wanted to learn more about why that happened for me. Now, all my life, I've dealt with a lot of, a lot of issues in the sacral because obviously we've met with the sacral chakra and that is around, you know, your bowels. So this is really, really weird and spiritual. But, you know, the bowels are connected to, you know, letting go, you know, as mm. we do, we let go with our bowels. So maybe a part of me as a child was, was clinging on to control. And that's what I used to do. So releasing that, God, I had so much release with, you know, spiritual release, healing release, knowing that that was meant for me in this, in this journey now to be able to let go, to be able to surrender And it's crazy because when I do, the pain body starts to recognize it. So I get the belly pains, you know, a little bit of what I used to go through as a child, you know, comes back. The pain body doesn't know what's real and what's not. So that was pretty interesting. So that kind of why I went into the. Into the stored memories, into the subconscious to see what materialized, you know, and what kind of things were stopping me uh, in later life from what happened to me as a child.
0: Mm, and the body's really clever isn't it It can hold on yeah. to different things and the body will almost give you signs and signals of something mm-hmm. before you're consciously aware of it and the fact that you're able to link it has been really good because you were then able to make sense okay well this is why it was coming up as an issue and this is how I can self-heal and I'm all about that as well in terms of that like inner discovery and it's the healing from within as opposed to the external and then you also mentioned as well as obviously as you grew and um you started to read the secret and got into manifesting was it more law of attraction stuff that you were drawn to or did you go kind of more down the spiritual route because i find speaking to people it's kind of one or the other like they dip the toe in the manifesting material stuff or it's a case of full-on spiritual practices open the mind the perspectives and energy centers well at the time it was a bit of both but I think now where I am now I know that the
1: secret is very basic you know yes you, it's, you can't just think of something that appears in front of you as you know but I think it was the spiritual aspect of actually oh wow like there is a science behind a lot of stuff and the secret really helps you to see things differently and how you can actually change your mindset and how you can connect to things you desire you know and the visualization process I mean I've not watched the secret for so long but as I kind of like stepped into that, you know, manifestation was a big thing that I used to do. I used to help people manifest and I was kind of, you know, known as the manifestation queen and, you know, cause we all kind of go through them stages, but it it didn't start to resonate with me because I thought as we'll move on to with the Tao, as, as the Tao came into my life, I feel like, yes, you have the power to manifest things, but I feel like a lot of it is destiny anyway. You you know, you will attract things into your life to help you grow because, mm you do attract bad things you do attract challenging things because you chose those things in this lifetime so at the time I would say a little bit of both but I was just kind of fascinated with the fact that oh now I know why I'm a deep thinker now I know why I've always thought of like the mind being so powerful and I was always really drawn to psychology and so yeah but the spiritual aspect was kind of interesting you know because Rhonda Byrne obviously carried on doing more of her books. so it just it just opened that kind of worms to be like oh okay and then I kind of like rolled it in from there.
0: Hmm. My kind of understanding with manifestation has evolved around the factors opposed to like attract, trying to attract something externally, you become. And then what you become, you attract because it's kind yeah. of like on the same energetic frequency. And I think a lot of people do struggle with the whole concept of attracting negative, bad, bad experiences into their life because they almost think, I didn't ask for this and it's not until you take a step back and obviously we can only speak from our perspectives and our experiences but the things that have happened that have been quote unquote bad or difficult or or challenging for me have evolved me as a person and they've only made me stronger in the long run and then it's kind of like how you use that to teach your soul and then you're able to maybe share a message with other people would you agree with that?
1: Yeah yeah I would agree with that because I think you do attract what you are, you know, you, you don't attract what, you know, what you want, you attract what you are. And I think that's why it helps you to realize, okay, so if I attract what I am, who am I? And I think within this, this episode, I will quote Wayne Dyer a lot. Wayne Dyer is one of my, my main spiritual teachers. And that's, he led me onto the Tao and he talks about, you know, you know, who are we? What's, what's inside of us. And one little story that he talks about on stage is, you know, if you think of an orange, you squeeze an orange what comes out of it not pineapple juice not apple juice orange juice yeah as you know as, as hard as, as hard as you squeeze it no matter where you squeeze it if you stamp on it whatever orange juice comes out so if someone was to squeeze you what would come out of you so he says you know think about that you know what would come out of you so on a daily basis i think okay what would come out of me now if someone squeezes me and sometimes it's anger sometimes it's sadness most of the time it's happiness it's love so you know if you're not attracting what you are if you're full of anger and bitterness and guilt and shame you know you're going to attract more of that and it, it's i think with the secret it is basic but again you can get it you can over complicate it and again like you said simplifying it is you attract what you are so mm. it's looking at yourself and saying okay well what am i
0: Because one of the things I've discovered as well is sometimes people can be a little bit cautious around expressing any negative emotions or journaling anything that feels bad because they're worried that they're going to attract that into their life when really what you're doing is you're letting go of the emotion so it's okay to journal something that might be playing on your mind that might be low vibe or talk about it to a therapist or to someone you trust because you're releasing it, it's not necessarily a factor that you're going to attract it. Cause the best way I describe it is like you're letting it go out of your body, like the vibration. So then you're able yeah. to raise your vibration and welcome in them, feel good emotions and I, th- I agree with you with the secret I think it's quite basic and it also leads people down the path that they should only be thinking positive thoughts and any negative thoughts across the path or yeah, you know, they need just, to just close it off and let it go and
1: it's yeah, like and then no. people, people get like you know you, they get attached to it and again Wayne says you know have a mind open to everything attached to nothing if you're attached to that oh, I need to stay positive I need to stay positive it's, it's not, it's, it's like fake it till you make it. Like, I really, I can't resonate with that because you can't fake it till you make it. You've got to be real. You've got to sit in those emotions. You've got to sit in that trauma. You've got to sit in that, you've got to sit in all of it because it's part of your journey. And, you know, part of the ego work is about people being in victim mode. You know, they say, you know, oh, I'm, I'm unlucky. You know, why has this always happened to me? Uh, you know, things like, yeah. you know, the, the victim mode, I fall into it still, you know, and I say to my clients, I am still working on my ego, you know, I'm very aware of it, the key key is awareness, being aware of the ego is the first step, that's the first thing I teach my clients and anyone I meet is, if you're aware of it and you go, that's my ego talking, that's the first step, so, you know, victim mode's really easy to fall into, you know, oh god, this always happens to me, I'm just bad luck, you know, and it's, but then again, we don't stop and think, why is this happening you know, what's this teaching me what's the lesson here how can I evolve from this how, you know how can I grow from this you know what can I learn from this and that's when you can then purge out negative emotions because they need to, like you said declutter them out of your body because they're stored all over your body you can't your vibration's just going to go
0: mm. yeah and I don't think you can see things as clearly when you haven't released no. and purged I think when once you've done that you've got a more clear head And then it can Mm -hmm. can help you in terms of like the next step or what you need to do to be able to heal or feel better in yourself. And um, when it comes to the ego, how did you actually get involved specifically working with that? Because I agree with everything you've just said around like we kind of need to work with the ego. We can't kill the ego off because we need it to a certain extent because it's there for a purpose.
1: Yeah so I got in I got into ego more with with Wayne Wayne Dyer talked a lot about it in his work and I think when I start obviously my partner Chris he is a scientist so his background is science so he's always looking for proof you know that's how his mind works and he's very spiritual as well but when you know with the ego it, it's you know you can look it up on the internet you know the ego has been with us since you know humans evolved so you probably heard this before and your listeners might have heard this, but basically, you know, back when we started to evolve and we were in caves and we had saber tooth running around and all these different predators around, the ego is basically for our survival, you know, that kept us, you know, it's that it's that voice inside of you saying, run, get out of the way, you know, fight, you know, keep you keep yourself alive. So in that respect, it's doing its job it's keeping you alive but right now we don't have sabertooth running around the streets you know we have people and we have cars and the issue now is the ego has been evolved that's why my my membership and, and course is called egolution because it's about the ego has evolved with us as humans and the issue is now we attach ego to not surviving in the wild like we used to we're, we're using the ego to edge God out, as Wayne says. So we're, we're far away from the divine. We're using the ego to look at our image, to how much do we earn? How big is my house? What car do I drive? comparing yourself. You know, The ego always wants more. The ego is never satisfied. So when I started to get into the ego, I was like, oh my God, we've all got an ego. So I started to do the work. I started to explore it. I started to read about it. And I was fascinated with it because I feel like being in this work, I do find that people aren't ready to work with the ego because they're still in the ego too, too deep within the ego. They won't let go of that that rigid, you know, well, I need my ego, I need my ego because, you know, we, we've all got ego. We all have it. And in some, like you said, in some instances, it's great. It keeps us, you know, it, for sometimes decision-making is good, you know, especially like for safe, risky, you know, but again, is that going to impact you because the ego can trick you? You know, there's a lot, so there's a lot to it, but it is quite simple. But with the ego, we have to befriend the ego. Like you said, we don't want to get rid of it. You know, because it's part—it's part of what once we're aware of it, it becomes, it becomes conscious. So, it's like it's like basically having someone in front of you. And mine's called Ursula because I, I love Disney. So, Ursula about the Little Mermaid. You know, she comes in and I say, "Hi, Ursula. What do you want to say? Go on, say what you want to say." And then I tell her to go and sit on a rock in in, in the sea. And <laughs> but one thing I do want to say because it's coming up for me now is, anyone who is working with the shadow uh, or the ego, same thing, is have fun with it because people just find like, oh my God, it's so serious because the ego is like this dark shadow self. It's like, it's not, it's just something you've made up to protect yourself. So, you know, as, as children pre seven, you know, as you know, if you look at me, I've got a baby niece downstairs. She's, she's six months old, you know, she's just so pure. She has no ego. And I think, you know, pre seven years old, we were we're developing, you know, and I think that's why I said have fun with it because we just find like, we think this ego is so serious and we need to be so like rigid with ourselves and hard on ourselves. So when when the ego is coming up for you, I do have a free masterclass on my page actually about the ego. So just go and give it a watch. There's loads of stuff on YouTube. The Holistic Psychologist, I follow her, Nicola Petter. She's she's amazing. You know, there's so many people out there who are helping you with it and it's important work, but again, it's being ready for it. Because when mm. you push yourself down into the, you will you working on it's important work, but again people are scared to work on it, you know because it is class as the shadow self, you know. So it's it's fascinating work. I won't lie. It's it's it makes you grow so much as a person. I, I look back at pictures of me two years ago. I watch videos of me two years ago doing videos on my Instagram or lives on my on my pages, and I think my god, like I've just let go so much in, in them two years.
0: Yeah, and I think as well we've been taught within society to live within the ego, that's how we've grown up to adapt and and live within this egotistic place and always have to like, you know, fight for, fight for things, work really hard, you know, have that mentality and it's been like that for such a long time and that's why we've all been conditioned to think that well the ego we need it and we don't want to let go of it or it is the serious thing because that's how we've been taught and this whole new way of people like yourself who are stepping up and leading and you know obviously like lightweight because you know you're set you're spreading a message around like well actually we do need the ego but it's just getting that right balance and learning to live with it in heart like harmony (laughs) do you know what I mean Uh, as opposed to kind of trying to kill it off and I think like you say you do need that the level of ego because a lot of the times like one of the things personally for me in the past that I got confused with was whether it, was it my ego giving me a sign that there's danger or is it my intuition saying that, like, oh wait this isn't this isn't good and I'm really big on connecting with the intuition receiving like inner guidance. garden so how does someone differentiate between whether it's your intuition giving you a sign or whether it's the ego cropping up and just trying to dramatize well it's funny you mentioned it today because it
1: it comes up a lot people say you know is this my my clients talk about it a lot they say oh my god well is this my ego or my intuition so first of all you have the power to know what feels good and what doesn't feel good so say something's coming up for you and it's it's something that you think right? okay your ego saying something intuition saying something just sit with it for a little bit just sit with it and just think what feels lighter you know what what feels what feels the lightest it where's it coming from you know, ego is mostly up here, but if it's down here in your gut, it's normally your intuition. But something I posted on my Instagram was about the ego just keeps you going in a cycle and the and the, the habits will come up, the patterns come up, the trauma comes up, the triggers come up, and it just keeps going blah 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 round, 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 round. Where the intuition's a spiral, so you'll go round and you'll spiral round because you, you're getting out of it, but you're spiraling out of it. So your intuition helps you to grow. So if there is danger ahead you know yeah if it's life-threatening then your ego is going to be like you know if anyone's been driving on the motorway and someone nearly cuts you up you get that instant like shock your heart drops you know you get to, uh, pins and needles that's the ego at work you know that's the ego saying danger 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 and I laugh because I go thanks Ursula you know, th- thanks for the fight or flight mode you know and then we, now we have the freeze mode so it's you know that 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 sense of it is is quite interesting but if you know if you're just kind of like taking a risk in business taking a risk with a relationship taking a risk wherever you know whatever you're doing in life personal life your ego may talk you out of it oh well you know you might not want to take that coach on you know she's quite a lot of money and you you can't afford it you're not you're not ready for it but then your intuition is like you can invest in yourself you're going to learn you're going to grow you know there's so many there's so many examples but it just, it's like, it's like a skill. It is like a skill. You can't overnight think, well, I know what my intuition sounds like and I know what my ego sounds like because you need to know the difference of them. And that's why naming the ego is really powerful because then you can actually, you know, it's like the little monkey sat here, you know, no matter what your ego is called, you can say, hi, befriending the ego and you can ask them to come in. What do they want to say? Write it down. And then as you said about intuition, you can go into channel mode. You can meditate and ask your intuition to come in, your higher self. And then see what the difference is, you know, see that you'll, you'll, you'll see the differences, how they talk. You know, you'll get to know that you'll get to know your ego. It's like having a friend or a bad one, you know, it's like having a bad friend, but they're there with you. And you need to be able to say, hi, you know, invite them into your space. But again, you know, the aspects of you in a child, you know, there's aspects of trauma. So depending on what you've been through in life, your ego will be different you know, if, if you, you know, there's a lot of like abuse, if you've been abused in the past, you know, if, if you're going to feel that in a relationship, your ego is going to be fully fight mode, you know, it's, that's the differences. So it does get, it does get nitpicky, but it, and on a whole, you get used to it. It's like a skill.
0: Mm, I think like with, your connection to your intuition is like a muscle the more that you try to connect with it you, you do it consistently it will strengthen and you'll get stronger and you'll have more trust and you'll have more in and out and around this is my intuition I'm going to go with this now I'm not going to second guess it and if I were the ego similar to what you said it is more about the dramatizing trying to keep you small trying to keep you in your comfort zone um, even though you might be drawn to that particular coach or that particular program or whatever it is and then you're trying to like it's pulling you back and, and keeping you in a in a in the current place that you are now and I did try to name give a name to my ego but it didn't really stick to be honest but mm-hmm. I think it's probably just trying to find what works for you and a book that I read which is really good was um it's really popular the chimps the chimp paradox chimp because it is a little bit that, more yeah. it's a little bit more like it's not that spiritual it's more practical so people can kind of understand like the obviously calls it the word, monkey brain like the chimp part of the monkey brain and then like how it shows up and that's obviously the same thing with the ego I would have guess and you mentioned as well about having a quantum shift about two years ago but what is a quantum shift please and what was what actually happened there?
1: Well, it's funny when people ask what a quantum shift is, because if you actually, one one thing you can actually um, get your clients to watch or anyone who's listening is The Shift. If you watch The Shift on YouTube by Wayne Dyer, it's a movie he made before he died, uh, about, about, about 2013, I think he made it. And it's one of my favourite movies. You know, it's not a Hollywood one. It's just, it's just like, kind of like, you know, it, it gets to the point, you know, and it's amazing. And he talks about quantum shift. There is a book called Quantum Change, which kind of does explain what a quantum shift is. Now, if you'd have said to me a quantum leap, a quantum moment, a quantum shift five years ago, I would have said, oh, no, what does what the hell does this quantum mean? Until you've had that experience, you go, oh, OK. So how I would explain a quantum shift is one day you wake up, something happens and your life is never the same. The sky's bluer the the leaves are greener life's more vibrant it's literally that but the thing is as wayne explains about it in the shift there aren't words to describe it you know he tries to but there's no words to describe it until you've actually had one of those shifts but they can happen in so many ways you know in in the quantum change book they talk about it could have someone could be on the toilet in the shower cleaning driving and they just have this moment just it's just this serene moment that happens and everything just changes you just everything about life changes you know until you've had it it's really hard to actually explain it because there's no words to explain such a powerful moment so how mine happened was it was around 18 months ago it was March last year I was doing a lot of inner work I was reading Wayne's books listening to Wayne I was following everything I was doing loads of shadow work And I remember I really stepped into Mother Earth because I was so connected to Mother Earth. I love nature. I love animals. And I remember where I used to live in my old house before I sold it. I had this beautiful canal and I used to walk my dog every day down the canal over the field. And I remember the day before my quantum shift, that was my last huge trigger. Have you ever been triggered to a point where you get so panicked? and you're just going into overdrive mode, and you start crying, and you, you, you're just overwhelmed, that was probably the last huge, you know, the biggest trigger mm. I've had, and I've, I've had them since, but only little minor ones, because that's probably the one that sticks out the most, and I remember it was just something on, on Instagram, and something happened, it was a huge trigger, and I was just like, what, what am I supposed to be doing, I started questioning everything, I got really upset, and then I just asked for guidance, And I remember I went into meditation. I was just crying in this meditation. I was like, please, Mother Earth, Universe, Father Sky, anyone, just please help me to see where I'm supposed to be going. And I remember Mother Earth came in. I remember feeling Mother Earth's energy. And she showed me a few images and I was just crying. And she said, Everyone on the planet is her. You know, she's within us, and we're within her. Everything's the same energy. And she said, She said, Dear one, you are me, Mother Earth, M-E. And I was like, Oh, and I just was like this just beautiful channeled like you know message and I wrote it all down. I remember ringing my partner Chris because he was in Los Angeles and I was like, oh my God, I've just channeled Mother Earth I was like, oh I was just like so happy and then the day after I was walking my dog and it was funny because it was an early morning and we are in lockdown uh, and it was like was it end of March when we went into lockdown or beginning of March so it was around when we just got into lockdown and it was a bit like oh and I'd just come out the house I'd left my phone in the house and I'd left my keys in the house and I was like oh, so I thought, nope, just just go for your walk. Enjoy your walk. I remember going over to this field and I, me and my dog would just take whatever path, you know, we would just go over the field. There's so many paths you can take. And I was just thinking of what happened the day before, you know, Mother Earth coming in and I'm in nature now. And, you know, she must be around and oh, just amazing. And it was a cloudy day. But I remember that the sun was trying to come out through the clouds. And this this moment, I was walking up the hill and I just looked up because the sun was coming out and in the clouds as it parted was an M and an E. And I just dropped to the floor and my Mm. dog came over and I was like in tears saying thank you. I was just one of those moments. I'm glad I didn't have my phone because I wasn't meant to capture that. I was meant to just have that for me. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I just... I just kind of like had that moment and it was all just so surreal. And then as I walked back up the hill, because my dog was like, what are you doing? (laughs) I carried (laughs) on walk up the hill and I was throwing his ball. And he knew something was up because I could tell. And I remember he picked his ball up and on the top there was a path. And we had a few, we had a few nice dry days. So all the path had like, you know, where the mud all dries up. And my dog picked up the ball and he came and looked at me and he just looked at me weird. And he dropped, he said dropping the ball. He placed it on the floor. And I was like, so I picked it up, and right under the ball was a carved out M.
0: No way. I think that
1: was my miracle. That's what I thought was my miracle. And I know that water at the back of my hand. I went back that evening, and that M was gone. It was, <sighs> was just gone. I, I searched for about an hour, and I knew exactly where it was because it was near some sort of the plants that I liked, and it was just gone, completely gone. And I remember just everything changed. It was just everything changed for me in that moment. It just to have a moment like that you know people have had experiences you know when they've had like you know spirit come to them or they've been in nature and something miraculous has happened or they've had a healing moment that was my healing moment and Mm. since then my journey's changed I've changed and I'm still growing but it it just from from the day before to that day was huge the the, Mm. the shift in, in the 24 hours was huge
0: do you think for someone to have a quantum shift because it sounds a little bit like spiritual awakening but I don't know whether it's what you're saying is the same thing would they have to be in like a low place of surrender almost sadness I don't know what to do show me the way to then attract the quantum like shift or will it just could it just potentially happen naturally and when I say naturally sorry I know what you're trying to say, because I yeah. was, I was questioning that, but
1: that's what quantum change explains they, they, is right. they try to explain like, are we supposed to be doing something? Are we supposed yeah. to be staying aligned? Are we supposed to be connecting daily? And I think there's no, there's no answer for it. Some people have quantum shifts in this life. People don't, I think yeah. to, to an, to an extent, I would say it's like a spiritual awakening, but again, I had a spiritual awakening five years ago. And as you probably know, Laura, we don't just have one. You know, and then since since the quantum shift, I've had what they call quantum leaps, which are like, oh, aha moments. And the things you can't explain, you probably had them before, signs you can't explain, accidental things that we think are accidental and they're not, the synchronicities. You know, even with my partner, he had his quantum shift exactly a month after he had his, it was crazy because we're actually twin flames. So we have a lot of mirrored things that happen with us, synchronicities. And it just, if anyone's watching watch the shift and read quantum change you'll then go oh yeah i get it now because it's just i trying to explain it doesn't justify it if that makes sense you can't there's no words to actually make it sound that good if that makes sense
0: yeah i get exactly what you mean and i've had the same thing where i've asked for signs or i've surrendered and I've been like, I don't I don't really know the way. <laughs> like, I surrender, show me a sign. And then when you do get the sign, you get almost this feeling of, like, joy and love and reassurance. And you, you're like, yes, yeah. I mean, I've never had anything, I would kind of say, like, what you've experienced, yeah. But I have had those things of, like, signs being sent to me and connecting to spirit, connecting to my angels and just opening up to that possibility as well, because of the fact that there is this higher power that we don't see that's greater than us, which is always supporting us. And I always think to myself, you know, if I'm ever going through a difficult time, or a moment in life where it's really challenging, I'm not alone like and I don't just mean like alone because I've got family and I've got close friends I mean I'm not alone I've got spirit on my side and I always tell myself that to reassure myself and it it helps a lot and I think you're right I think you have to self-educate too like if you are skeptical and if you're a little bit like what are they talking about open your mindset and just consider things and it might not be for everybody but once you start to experience it I think you can't unsee it can you?
1: No. And what kind of got me thinking about it was, you know, listening to Wayne's story. There's um, had a St. Francis of Assisi. He's one of my, yeah. he's a really good one to look into. St. Francis of Assisi, he's a, he's a patron saint. And he, he grew up in a place called Assisi in Italy. Now, for my 30th last year, when we kind of came out of lockdown, me and my partner actually got to go there. And St. Francis is one of my guides. He's been one of my guides for many years since I was born. I've just found out this morning that he's been with me since birth, which is just insane. But what made us so drawn to CC was Wayne Dyer went to CC, and Wayne talks about, you know, his ego and how he was still an ego and he worked on his ego and he was, you know, t- till, till his, his last moments he would still work on his ego and he went to Assisi. He took a group of a group of uh, people to to this like heat like a healing journey to different places in Europe. So Assisi is one of them. That's where you know Saint Francis grew up. That's where he lived. He was one of the the first persons to get stigmata. You know, in his hands and his feet. And he was a patron of animals. So he you know he healed animals. He healed people. He was his story's beautiful. You know, you should really read in Saint Francis. And Wayne went there. And there's a place where he went to take people. The basilica, which is further further down the, the hill. And me and Chris, my partner, really wants to go there because this way this is where he had his miracle moment, you know, his like quantum shift as, as a sense. He had this miraculous moment. And how it happened was it was in a moment of divine love. It was in a moment of like no ego. He was walking up some steps and there was a guy behind him, and he had one of those like legs that he had to like push to the side, like, like a prosthetic leg, but he had to like swing it to go up. And as, as you go up the stairs, me and Chris have been, it gets narrower up the stairs. And Wayne, you know, Wayne had a bad knee. He, he'd suffer with a bad knee for a while. And I remember him saying, I, I need to listen to the story again because it gives me goosebumps every time. But there was a moment where the guy behind him said, I can't go any further he couldn't go down because of all the steps. There's so many people behind him you do him one by one. He couldn't mm. go up people in front of him. So you're in that moment where you think what am I supposed to do? So he he just, in this, in this moment, he said, just get on my back. And obviously everyone had gone ahead and he was waiting from behind. And he said, you know, this guy got on his back and he weighed probably the same as him. And in that moment he started to walk and he was like walking up slowly and he, he felt his knee was going to collapse. He was like, Oh, but he, he carried on trying to go. And in that moment, his leg was about to collapse and it collapsed down onto the floor. And he thought, oh my God, if, if I fall, I'm going to t- tumble down the steps and what's going to happen? And in that moment, he had an Im- he had a, a vision of St. Francis in front of him. And he can't really remember what he said to him, whether it was something in Italian, but he said something like, you're healed. And he just did this with his hands and Wayne, Wayne's knee just, just corrected itself. And he said he just ran up the rest of the stairs with this guy on his back. And then his wife was up there, and all of people knew like where were you, and he was just like, oh my god, I've just seen Saint Francis, and he just had one of these moments, just like a serene, miraculous moment. Mm. Actually, it, my ears are actually ringing now. So like, you know, I've actually got goosebumps. It just shows when your mind's open to those possibilities, they're everywhere. You know, all you have to do is go outside in nature. That's a miracle. <laughs> nature is a miracle. You're a miracle. And I think that's why, like you know, listening to a certain spiritual teacher, you know, Wayne's mine. You know, you could probably have someone else, but Wayne's really inspirational in, in the sense of what, what he's done, the work he's done. I mean, he passed six years ago, but you know, it's it's, it's pretty it's pretty amazing when you listen to those stories.
0: Mm, amazing. And I do wanted to I do want to ask how you and Chris met because I know you have brought him up quite a bit, but I know you wanted to talk first about the work, the more of the inner work that you've been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so the, it, it's actually spelled uh t-a-o the dao All right, okay so the yeah.
1: the dao the dao de ching is is basically means the great way and the dao de ching was written two and a half thousand years ago by latsu uh, and it was written 500 years for the bible it consists of 81 verses and it's funny because when wayne talks about it he says you know the number eight is infinity and number one is one oneness so you've got one infinite source just one and eight the bag of the gita has 18 chapters so there's a lot there's a lot of stuff to, with the one and the eight now the dao came into my life when wayne spoke about it and i was like what's the dao you know i was always really interested and very interested in buddhism and that kind of all that kind of religion over in, in asia but the dao isn't a religion the dao is a philosophy and there's people who are practicing Taoist. That's what I'm stepping into right now. It's a philosophy. It's a way of life. It's the original way of life. It's the, it's our original nature. And, you know, Taoism has been going on for about 5000 years. But obviously the Tao Te Ching was written two, two and a half thousand years ago. Now, my partner, Chris, has read the actual original Tao Te Ching. But Wayne spent a whole year reading the Tao. I'm basically channeling Latsu to make his own book, which is Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. That's an amazing book for anyone who wants to read the Tao in a more of a modern way. Mm. You know, as you can imagine, anyone's read the Bible, it's a lot of like old, old text, old words. So there's a lot, there's a lot in the Bible that he talks about that has truth, you know, and the Tao Te Ching is like that. So the Tao is 81 verses, so you could read, you could read it in 81 days if you wanted to. And they're just verses to sit with and, I'm going to read one of them in a minute. They're just verses to sit with and contemplate because they're so in line with who we are. It's our original nature. That's why I say, you know, going back to our original nature is something we need to do as humanity. The ego has completely taken over. And that's why we have all these divides. We have all the wars. We have all these, you know, why do we, like Wayne talks about this a lot. He talks about why do we need weapons, you know, why do we need weapons in the world? What's that for? It's ego. I've got more than you. I'm more powerful than you. And that's what's causing the rifts. That's what's causing the, the the destruction of the planet. And that's why the animals are dying off because the animals are like, I'm done. I'm going to the next dimension, you know, and that's why a lot of our animals have gone extinct. And that's one thing my partner does. He's a conservationist. So I am going to read the first verse of the Tao and see if the listeners can actually interpret it, you know, what, what it means. Because when I first read it, I was like, what does that mean? But as you, as if you read Wayne's version, he then, he has, he has the verse and then he kind of goes into detail about it. Okay. So I'll read the verse and I will speak about what it means, what each one kind of means to me. So the Tao that can be told is not the eternal Tao. The name that can be named is not the eternal name. The Tao is both named and nameless. As nameless, it is the origin of all things. As named, it is the mother of 10,000 things. Ever desireless, one can see the mystery. Ever desiring, one sees only the manifestations. And the mystery itself is the doorway to all understanding. So when you read... The first verse, what really sticks out is is the you can't name the Tao. Yeah, is the
0: we, Tao your soul? Is it your the soul? The Tao is like the universe. The Tao right. is the
1: energy. The, the Tao is is what we call universe, Mother Earth, energy, divine source, whatever you call it. That's mm-hmm. what it's saying in the verse one. That's what it's saying there. It's saying, you know, make it up again the The name that can be named is not the eternal name. You you can't name something that that isn't isn't tangible. It it's an energy. You know we, yeah. we we can't see the Tao. We can't see the universe. We can feel it. So when you start to read the Tao, because I can tell you how I interpretate it, you know, but then you could read it, Laura, and go, oh my god, this is one of the the famous quotes from the Tao is the the journey of a thousand miles starts with one single step that's from the Tao. So, you know, these, a lot of what, a lot of the teachings that we know about has originated from the Tao. There's 81 verses. Every verse is like, wow. And you just go into these, you just go into this philosophy and it's like, it's, it's like, it's like a technology. It's like for you to live by. So some of the values of the Tao is, is what I, I teach and they're my values. So we have service to others which basically manifests as helping others you know again Mm. when we give we receive kindness you know again that orange what comes out of me i try to be so kind you know i just let kindness pour out of me we have gentleness now gentleness does mix with kindness but gentleness is about having that gentle energy you know in nature be gentle with you know just that just that for example like like a child a child quite gentle aren't they when they like they're going to pick up a caterpillar or like they got a butterfly they're very gentle so we have service to others kindness kindness gentleness and the other ones just eluded me service to others kindness gentleness and it will come back to me i've just completely it will. lost that they're like i have four main values and they're the ones i stick to because they're the ones that wayne spoke about and i was like they're the ones i've always i've always gone with all my life, you know, they're the ones that have always just stuck with me because that's who I am, you know, that is who I am. And that's that's who I wanna help others be. So the, the Tao is, I would say is our original nature. It's where we come from. So when you step out in nature, if you've got a dog, a cat, horses, animals, just look at them and think what what's flowing through you is flowing through me. When you go outside and see a tree, What's flowing through the tree is flowing through you. And my partner, Chris, he's the science side of things. So he he loves trees. He's read studies around trees. There's a book called The Secret Therapy of Trees. And that's like about how you standing next to a tree for at least 10 minutes can literally chill you out. You know, it your endorphins kick in, you know, your cortisol levels just, just sink. And that really is just... It is, is it it is again, a science, but it's explain it in a spiritual way, you know, putting your hands on trees. I can tell you stories when Chris was here last year with me in the UK. We'd go out in nature and we'd hold hands and touch a tree together. After 10 minutes of meditating, we we actually fall over nearly because of how dizzy we went, because it was literally like sinking into that, that realm. So I can go super woo-woo, or I can kind of keep it like, you know, a little bit sciencey, but that's kind of where my partner would come in.
0: Yeah, I like the science side things as well. I mean, it's no be wrong with you, like, listening to the woo stuff, but the science side, because I'm very interested in Dr. Drew Spencer's work when it comes yeah. to your minds and your thoughts. Um, but I love that story. It's almost like a um, a more blissful way of living life in yeah, a sense I mean, of...
1: The... So Wayne's got Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. And then he's got this little mini book that I keep with me. It's just it's just living the wisdom of the Tao. And it's the Tao Te Ching with the affirmations. So mm. if I just read Wayne's Wayne's synopsis in the back. So the words Tao Te Ching, Ching translate to living and applying the great way. Although just 81 short verses, the Tao encourages you to change your life by literally changing the way you think. Wayne Dyer has created modern affirmations based on this powerful ancient wisdom that will allow you to integrate these ideas into your life. So, you know, Latsu was classed as a prophet, but you know, how many, you know, Moses was a prophet, you know, we have all these, Jesus was a prophet. We have all these amazing ascended masters, you know, and saints that, you know, are up there and they're around. We can connect to any of them. We can connect to any of them. And then you've got this, that's literally like, it's, that's like a bible you know to, in in a sense of it's everything that we are to the core so basically yeah like you said the Tao is your soul yeah because that's your original nature you know your soul came here to to, to live a human life yeah we're a spiritual being having a human experience but one thing that the ego stops is compassion and love so when you connect yeah. to the great way you're allowing that compassion and love to flood back into your body who you really are
0: and the connection with oneness, we are one, we are at one with others within the universe, like the plants, the trees, the animals. Um and and kind of having that acceptance and that then challenges the ego's perceptions of things. Well I'm the I'm the best at this and I'm gonna be the best at you. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like the hierarchy. Uh, yeah. I guess that's what I'm trying to get at well it's really interesting stuff though I do love having these types of conversations and just learning new things and discovering like new resources that I can go and look into and expand my own spiritual practice because I'm still very much even though I've kind of been getting into it for a little while I still feel quite new and I still feel like quite like open-minded though as well in terms of what I could invite in and what I could learn um but in terms of the, the elements of things, you know, the values that you were mentioning, one of the questions that come to my mind was, it's great that you're applying that. Well, how do you ensure that you put boundaries in place to prevent people outside of you from maybe taking advantage of your kindness, your good nature, you know, as a healer?
1: That's one thing I've been working on the last year because one of my good friends, she's a trauma specialist and she helped us to see that when we, we connect to values, we can then basically, our values can turn into boundaries. So, okay. So think of kindness. There is one more value and it's literally just literally popped out my brain and gone for a walk. I just don't know where it's gone. (laughs) But say for say kindness, I then create a value to say, I will, I will not accept anything. That's not kindness so I had something come up a couple of weeks ago where someone was, you know, trying to push on their beliefs on me and they kind of got a little bit nasty. Now, yeah, like that triggered me something. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, that's you know, again, that's something for me to work on. But again, did I react or did I respond? And I responded by just blocking that person because I don't want that energy around in my life. So what I'd say to people is connect to your values connect to your values and then you can create your boundaries with those values. So again, gentleness, you know, I don't want to be around people who, you know, again, that people pleasing that I'm a recovering people pleaser. So still trying to kind of deal with that because I do spread myself so thin that's that service to others value. You know, I just want to be in service, you know, you know, and allow the Tao, allow the universe, allow God to come through me and help me to heal and help me to help other people. So Boundaries are really important when you're in the the spiritual world because you're seen as different. I was always the odd ball. You're seen as you know strange. You're seen as weird. But you know we're all so unique. So having boundaries is one thing that I think we don't really give time to look at our boundaries because people overstep our boundaries every day. You know, and if mm. you don't set boundaries, they're not going to know what your boundaries are. So again, the ego work, the trigger work is if someone is triggering you you know that's their issue if they're saying something mean to you that's their issue to deal with how you respond to that is how you you know what what is what are you learn, learning from it what how is it making you feel you know if they've said something mean to you you know do you b- really believe that well no i don't believe that but it still hurt me so what do i need to work on so boundaries is one thing i'm still working on you know because as you become more spiritual one thing i will say to anyone listening who is spiritual who is open who is connected there is spiritual vampires everywhere you know as much as I don't like to have any judgments you know there is people who will want to literally suck that life out of you because you think oh I need that energy like I'm not the... they won't mean to a lot of these people don't mean to do it but there are people who will want to do that they'll want to dim your light they'll want to to, to see you crash and it's 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 response it's your responsibility in a sense to send them love send them love forgive the, those people forgiveness is i think for, forgiveness is a big one for ego actually one of my chris keeps coming into my head because my partner you know we're really connected and he he wants to teach people forgiveness you know he's been through something really traumatic in the last three years and he's managed to forgive a person for it and forgiveness is the medicine to it literally is the medicine there's a quote wayne i think it's mark twain is the the for the quote it's forgiveness is the fragrance that the violet sheds on the heel that has crushed it so it's quite a beautiful quote that so if you the ego wants revenge the ego wants yeah i'm gonna get him back i'm you know and we see it everywhere and i just i just say okay so, if this person's hurt me, what can I do? So, I'll do a little ritual. I'll send love. I'll get out what I want to say on as again, I'll declutter that that judgmental. And what I will say is, we are all judgmental humans. There's, no, there's not one perfect human being that doesn't judge others. It's, it's wired in us to naturally judge. But if you can catch yeah. yourself, say yeah. no, no, no judgment, you know, because we are a judgmental society that's kind of like how we the ego has made us to well they've got a big house than me and god they must be rich what snobs they are you know that's just the literal that's what's embedded in your mind there's so many examples but if you can catch that and go no no Ursula back up you know <laughs> it's it, it's so refreshing and it makes you feel so so light and I think for a lot of people it's it's a journey you know, this is like people want to get like befriend their ego and get it all done within six months. It, it, it's got to be a journey for you to take and keep working on it because it's like it can take some dark places, but it can take mm. some places. And those people who set overset your boundaries, it's just again, the Tao teaches you to know that you chose them to come in and say, I'm going to overset your boundary today because you probably chose me to do this in a past life. You know that when you look at it that way, it's quite quite a beautiful way of looking at it
0: Mm, because it will help with your growth and when you said about people taking your energy that I that is so true because they almost like see you as like the light or Mm. if you're into spiritual practices or whatever it is that you do and you might attract these people and whether it's consciously or subconsciously they will try to absorb your energy for their own gain or they'll try to as you say dim your light in a way of trying to keep you small and and stop you on your path and journey and i think when it comes to people who try to push your boundaries all you're doing is just holding a mirror up to them and they're just looking at themselves and it's just a reflection so what they're saying to you is a, is a judgment of themselves i'm actually yeah. reading this book let me just grab it actually and show you yeah. you might have heard of it awesome. um, it's called the S- I can't even... Celestine Prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. One that, of my, yeah. yeah, one of my friends gave me it. And this book come to mind because obviously I'm currently reading it at the moment, but they talk about the um, manuscript and then one of them is around... The energy and like how people will obviously energy is massive in terms of what you let off and what people are attracted to and people will try to absorb your energy and it's having that awareness of like how you try to absorb other people's energies too um and i just think that's that's where intuition
1: comes in because the more you work on your intuition the more you can go oh well their energy is a bit mm," you know yeah not really a judgment it's just protecting yourself you know we can all be wrong we can all make mistakes but the Celestine Prophecy, Celestine Prophecy is a brilliant book and it's a movie as well. The movie's really good. It's about, you know, you can tap into auras. You can tap into energy. You know, again, like the book will, will explain, you can be in a room and someone walks in and they're in a really harsh, angry mood. You can pick up on it. That, that That's the gifts we have. We all have gifts. We all have these gifts within us. And it's just, it's you It's it, You know, like you said, if you want to go and learn a guitar, you would go and practice. If you want to go and learn the piano, you go and practice you want to start getting fit, you start getting fit and you, you take it slow and you build your kilograms and you build your miles. You start using intuition. Intuition is a skill. So the more you connect to it, the more you stay aligned, the more you, because what one thing I've been really connected to in the last six months is your health. I know you, you, you dip into health a lot, Laura, and you're really good friends with my friend, Amy, Amy Kenyon. And you know, the, the health and the fitness side is really important to me right now, because if I'm If I'm sat here going, okay, Tao, universe, source, I'm connecting to you and I want to heal and, and, you know, align my chakras and meditate. But then I've just had McDonald's every day or pizza every day. I mean, I'm not saying don't eat Mackey's ever or don't have pizza ever, but you got to look, you know, there's mental, there's physical, there's emotional, there's spiritual, there's all the aspects of you. So if you're going out binge drinking every single weekend you know, this isn't for me to judge you, but if, you know, if you're really, if you're really connected to the, of wanting to go on this healing journey, look at your habits, look at your lifestyle. What are you eating? What are you drinking? You know, and I'm not perfect. You know, I'll have a glass of wine with my meal. I don't eat red meat anymore. I'm trying to, I'm trying to cut gluten out. I'm trying to cut dairy out. Everyone's different, but to get to those levels, you know, look at, look at your life as a whole, because it all adds, adds to you. Your soul is your soul. It's in this vessel. You chose this vessel, so how are you going to treat this vessel? Are you going to treat it with lack of respect? With with you know rubbish foods, with unhealthy foods, with with binge drinking, with smoking. You know all this stuff that I, I used to, I used to be a social smoker. I used to binge drink in my younger years, but now I'm like, it doesn't serve. It does it serve you? That's a question to keep asking yourself. Is this serving me or is this serving the ego? Because the ego will never be satisfied. That's one thing you need to remember. The ego is never satisfied. You can be a billionaire. You can have the best car in the world. You can be Jeff Bezos, Amazon, whoever you want to be. It can be, you know, your image, have the nicest clothes, the nicest bags, whatever it is. But if that internal happiness is within you, they're just material things. We don't take them to the next realm. You know, we don't. It's nice to have them at the time. They're they're a short-lived privilege. But these are the things you start to step into as you get more aligned and more connected to the Tao because you let go of all that stuff. You know, all this stuff in my room you can see is just stuff. It's just energies. It's just things. I don't take them with me. I take I take my soul with me. So it's your job to look after this vessel. And how are you looking after it?
0: Completely. And I think, you know, what you are putting into your body, how you treat your body, who you let into your energy space, this is all part of being healthy and living a healthy lifestyle. Because, you know, if you're smoking and drinking, and like you say, it's not to judge people because everybody can do what they want. But if you're wanting to raise your vibration, feel better about yourself, attract better, improve that connection to spirit and your intuition these are things that you need to look at because when you're eating foods that don't make you feel good it will lower your vibration it'll lower how you feel about yourself and you know you'll know as as well as i do from in the past like when you've had really bad hangovers and you feel terrible like it can just really affect your moods and how you feel and even the way you show up you know following the night out like for the that week after so I get to the point now where I'm like I don't really even I'm not even really interested in drinking like I will have an odd like social drink but it's yeah. definitely not something that I prioritize and it's all personal preference but I agree it's, it's a holistic health thing and if you want to reach your potential if you want to raise your vibration connect with your intuition and live a life that feels fulfilled and you do need to look at what your habits are and your lifestyle definitely (laughs)
1: because the the habits that your habits have been created you've had your habits since you were born well since you were growing up you know you do take on a lot of your parents habits as well but they can be i mean there is some there is some truth to changing a habit in 21 days but takes longer than that because again yeah. it's a quick fix 21, three weeks is quick you know you think oh yeah okay I'm gonna get healthy in three weeks and then after three weeks you go oh I've done 21 days now you know again like the society we're in it's very like want it tomorrow want it tomorrow want it today quick that that's why the ego's in full force at the minute because it wants it now yeah. you know it's not it's not patient it's not compassionate it's not loving instant
0: gratification
1: Um, that's what it's about
0: it's it's never
1: satisfied it's never fulfilled never fulfilled so anyone who reads the dao that the main you can you can probably buy the original dao de ching which is written probably more of like an older text but wayne's is good because it it, he he, he has the verse and then he goes into what it means in modern terms and it has a little task to do so it says do the dao now so it will have like a little task to do and it's it's like a little it's just like a little journey you go on you know one one thing I do want to go into is the course of miracles that's yeah. one that one yeah. thing I want to do in in, in the future because it's that that's quite an in-depth one as well mm,
0: yeah completely and I think it is all fascinating stuff isn't it because it does all link to the way that you want to live your life and how you want to show up and kind of having that curiosity of things being more than the superficial ego surface and, and digging beneath that and finding more and more and more the more that you open up spiritually the more you realize that you don't know so you want to learn more and it's this kind of yeah it's a really interesting way of, of kind of expanding your, your mind i would say oh, well, i just broke up then yeah it's fine i got you,
1: sorry. I what you said. it just popped
0: fine. up it just popped up saying unstable connection <laughs> before you do go uh pippa i did want to ask you about how you and Chris met because I'm just curious I'm a little bit newsy as well but like I'm just curious yeah. how that twin flame journey happened well uh, before we finish well I'm
1: definitely going to google the other value because it's literally doing my nut in that I can't remember it uh bad bad Pat, tap me hands. should should Norma value should there so Chris and I we're, we're actually separated at the minute not separated in relationship we're separated by COVID he's in New Zealand and I'm in the UK I'm waiting to go out there whenever that's going to happen that's one thing we're surrendering so about two years ago I'd come out of a toxic narcissistic relationship and I went to Australia and I was like on this go find me journey eat pray love kind of journey and I remember just doing a lot of manifestation work and I remember one of my friends saying have you ever wrote a list about what you want in a man I was like no. And then Manifestation Babe, I used to watch that Catherine Zenkino, you know, I used to watch her a lot. And I remember her doing a video on it. I said, Oh my God, there's a video. How do I do it? And I was doing, I used to go down to this beach in, in Botany every day and I used to sit and write down my perfect man, you know, if there is such thing. And I've definitely got an almost perfect man. And I'd write all these lists about height, weight, everything, and just what he did, how he was, is, is you know, just everything I wanted in a man. And then just, you just let it go and you just get on with your life. And then I think about a couple of weeks later, I started to get these call-ins and niggles to go back to, to, to uni. And my background's business and management from, you know, working for my dad for so long, you know, I was working in, in as an office manager and a sales manager for my dad for so long. So got te- stepping into a new, a new thing was, was big. So the niggles were to go back and study animal behavior. So Spent a lot of time with animals in Australia and I just said, right, okay, I'm back in September, let's start a course. I remember speaking to Manchester Uni and I spoke to them and they said, yep, yeah, you need to come back and have an interview or just send us, um, I think, what's it called when you, you fill out like a, a statement about who you are and what, what your values are and things. Mm. And without even speaking, without even going into the Uni, I got it, I got in straight away, which is crazy because I have no experience in zoology, I have no experience in animals, I just love them. But while I was waiting for this to come through, I was sat on the beach in Burley in the Gold Coast, which is my favorite place in in the Gold Coast. And I remember just thinking, oh, you know what? I'll download a new podcast, get to know animals a bit better. So I just Googled, as you do, the best animal podcast to listen to. And I just clicked one, downloaded a few episodes, started listening to them, reached out to the the podcast on Instagram. And lo and behold, that was Chris and his business partner, Ah. business partner, Angie. And it was friendly at first, just friendly back and to told him I was going to uni. And then it was kind of like, Oh, he was because he's a teacher as well. So he was like, Oh my God, you're going to love it and keep in touch. And then we just materialized so quickly. It was actually the twin flame number is 1111. And we started our journey on the 11th of November, 2019. So 1111, those first three months, probably the first three months were like, crazy signs, crazy synchronicity stuff. You, you just can't write just stuff that we are going to probably write a book about it one day because it was that insane. We wrote everything down and the journey Chris and I are on is unbelievable. Even though we've been separated now for 10 months, we've, we're just so strong. We keep going. We mirror each other. You know, we, we helped each other grow. We, we're just so connected on so many levels that no one understands. You know, it's really, he can sit in New Zealand while I'm asleep and think about me and wake me up at an angel number no four, four, four. And it's, and then we'll be playing games on and I'll think of something. And he talks about it or he'll think wow. of something. And just there's so many, There's the, the list is endless. There's so many of them, Uh which oh. is just crazy. So the twin flame energy came screaming in and that's kind of like, you know, we've, He he wants to help the planet. He wants to help animals. His podcast is called All Creatures Podcast, and he's his works amazing. You know he reaches so many people with his podcast, and but the funny thing is as well is the thing I channeled this morning, which I think is really amazing to share is I drew a card for myself, which I do every morning for my spiritual practice. So I meditate, pull a card, and do a bit of reading. And it was about connecting to spirit guides. And I thought, well, I've done that before, but I don't do it enough. So I thought I need to ask who's my spirit guide who's been with me since birth. And Chris has known his since, you know, he's called Ethan. And I was like, I don't really have a name. Like, you know, I know Wayne's one of my guides, you know, he guides me a lot. I know Archangel Raphael's a guide because he comes in with them doing Reiki healing. I was like, I want to know who who one of my guides is. And I knew he had, he wore a robe because I've seen him before, but he never shows his face so I connected this morning and who came through St. Francis of Assisi and he's like, I've been here. You've not called me, you know, you, you don't read my prayer. And he's like, you know, I'm here. And he was talking oh, no. about, but what was crazy was, I didn't know that today before I did that in New Zealand, Chris got St. Francis book out of my boxes and started reading St. Francis. And he, he was connecting to St. Francis the night before, because we hadn't really, we hadn't really like kind of connected to him to for a while things like that happen a lot so with Saint Francis it was more about you know purpose, dharma, what are you here to do but what he did say in the message was I was with you when you used to love all those animals when you were a kid and he, and he said I gave the name Philippa to your parents because my name Philippa means lover of horses and my partner Chris is a horse expert so wow. he, his PhD is in horse reproduction so he's knows everything about horses so it's like there's just so i could go on for hours about all the little connections and threads that have pushed me and chris together oh, i love and it. i know it, it's it's an amazing story we can't i mean we are we did do a little, we did do a podcast we started one but it just it fizzled out a little bit because of timing and, and being mm. a part it's called divine love because we're actually called twin flame divinity so uh that's a really interesting story and i love telling it and i think the world needs to know that love like that exists and connections like that exist
0: oh it's beautiful and you know what as well it's it's like that hope that yeah. if you are meant to be with someone you will be brought together no matter what like the events and stuff like it'll just happen and so naturally and it's gorgeous and I,
1: to... everything on my list he's literally everything on that list and plus obviously a lot more but yeah yeah I kept that list too. I kept it. It's in one of my books in New Zealand because I sent my boxes over there, and it literally—I d- I remember showing him, and he was like, "That's just me. I want someone mm-hmm. over six foot. He's six foot five. You know, yeah, just, yeah. just everything. I wanted tall, dark, handsome. He's tall, dark, handsome. I want him who loved animals, who you know, it was uh, spiritual. You know, yeah. he's very spiritual. So it's it's oh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful story. Well,
0: I'm quite. I'm newly single. And I've done a list recently, and one of the things I discovered as well is when you write a list to also think about what the ideal man or the ideal partner that you want to attract, what would they write down in their list? and then start to embody the qualities that your ideal man would be looking for because what you will do is you will rise up and you'll raise your vibration to attract a man like that into your life and it'll just happen so naturally because sometimes you get so focused on i want this man and he's going to be tall he's going to be dark he's going to be handsome he's going to be successful ambitious and you know all of these yeah. things and funny and uh, but we, we miss that we need to become that person who you will like, be attracted to, to be exactly
1: yeah you know a lot, a lot of people go from relationship straight into another relationship and they don't take time to go oh well what 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 did I learn from that relationship you know what you know what do I not want in a relationship now how how can I heal from that relationship what what's going to you know teach me the next relationship but they just go from one to one to one to one I have been there when I was younger but as you I think it's a lot about timing divine timing it's about letting go it's surrendering it's you know me and Chris are going to start doing some more chanting doing a lot of chanting works We, we used to love doing that when we were together last year but you know we coming back together in union you know whenever that's going to be there's so many rooting for us you know they can't wait for us to be reunited and it, it's going to be huge it's going to be absolutely huge when we do because everyone's just been waiting for it we can't wait
0: yeah oh bless you i'm really excited as well hopefully it'll be sooner than you think
1: yes i'm gonna get this other value now before you go oh I'm yeah definitely literally-
0: yeah go on
1: Trying to find where they are. Just funny is as that how something just kind of like is it head ask. all the time? Yeah. Um here we go. Trying to look for which one it was now. There's obviously, there's loads of them, but there's just, there's the main four were kind of like, mm. it might've been forgiveness, but I don't know if it is. I'm just, it's just literally, as soon as we probably come off this, I'll be like, oh my God, it's this. No, I can't find it. I've got it written down because I have my values and I have my boundaries
0: oh you'll have to message it to me when you realize I will, what I will. it is.
1: it, it might be <laughs> compassion it might be forgiveness but I just know there was kindness gentleness service to others and there's one more and I used to say the first one first in that yeah. order and I've just not it's probably thrown me off
0: <laughs> oh bless you no it's okay don't worry I've absolutely loved this conversation I hope that you have as well you
1: too yeah I love talking about it, it lights me up
0: yeah well I can see that just from your energy and how you are that you embody everything that you teach which is amazing as well so thank you so much for your time today thanks for allowing me on I've really enjoyed it no absolutely no problem at all but before you do go where can people find you if they want to find out a little bit more about you
1: i'm mostly on instagram uh, which is mother earth healer pippa and then if you want to find out about my services or get some freebies um my website is mother earth Rising.co.uk and there's lots of stuff on there you can find there's, and i've got a lot quite i've just set myself up on insight timer as well so i've got quite a few meditations on there as a teacher so i'm kind of still new to that but i'm putting a lot of free free meditations on there as well
0: i'm excited oh thank you pippa thanks laura uh see you later.